Uh, we define margin as the amount available beyond what is needed. And we, we talk in terms of who doesn't love margin? Who doesn't love that extra? Whether it's extra lanes on the highway, whether it's extra room in the airplane, uh, however it is, we like extra. And, and there's something that happens in that extra when it comes to space in life. When you and I have created breathing room, uh, that's where life is lived within those margins. You, you can't just schedule relationships. That uh, it happens within the margin. We always talk about in terms of with parenting. You know, well, I have quality time with my kids. Well, what I've discovered is you, quality time is found in quantity time. You don't just plan quality time. It's what happens in the margin of quantity time. And so, to put it into our life perspective, we have to schedule our time so that we have margin, so that we can just breathe, so that we can think, so that we're not so full or, you know, of, of, uh, of no more mar lacking margin that, that we're stressed out. Uh, and, and so this area here that we're going to talk about today is the area of money. And I think all of us knows what it feels like to have no margin in money. Hey friends, I wanted to take a few moments from the podcast just to let you know about a unique relationship that I have for which I'm very thankful for. Back in 2018, I began working in some capacity on staff with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Now, I say some capacity because there is a long story behind it that I will tell you on an upcoming episode of the Advanced Cast. Uh, however, through that relationship with the founder and executive director, Bob Waldrop, who started Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture back in 2008 as a means to engage people about the current cultural issues of the day in the public sphere from the standpoint of faith and hope and uh, empowerment. Because of that relationship, we have the opportunity now to run the advance, not as a for-profit organization or not as a moneymaker, but really we can run this as a nonprofit. That means that we're empowered now to help people wherever they are and move them to where they're designed to be. And that means that if part of your unique call is to jump on board with us and help us create a movement, once again, that empowers people to move from where they are to where they're designed to be. If you want to help a movement that's designed to help people move from where they are to where they're designed to be in, in every area of life, whether that's in the area of their family or their finances or their health or what they do for work as they find and fulfill their purpose or even their faith life, as we really feel that faith should infuse all of this, then I would encourage you to follow the link below at the show notes and just go over to Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Learn more about the incredible organization that Bob founded there that has released multiple documentaries on post-traumatic stress disorder, on moral injury, on even families. Learn about several of the books that uh, I've honestly been fortunate enough to work with him as he's created. Uh, learn more about how you can even give a designated uh, one-time or recurring donation to the advanced movement. Those are, because it's a 501c3, all tax deductible. You'll have to get with your attorney as you sort through all the details. But I thank you so much for following along, listening to the podcast. We'll get back to the show right now. Uh, unless you, you know, were a, a you know, 
uh, trust fund baby, uh, at some point in your life, whether it was at college and you've stacked up on ramen or wh whatever happened, you, you know what it's like to not have enough, right? Well, even trust fund babies, a lot of times, their, 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 their perspective is just totally different. <laughs> right. But I've heard one or two of them complain about the lack of margin. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, at, at some point, no matter what the bounds are on the yeah. outer limits, you've got to rein it, rein it in. Absolutely. Yeah, because here's what, here's what we know. You, you can interview the, the wealthiest people on the planet, and it's been every generation will have their own one that will say something like this, but what does it take to make you happy? Just, just a, a little, little bit, bit more. more, right? We know that. And we know that, that just because you have, you know, you're making, you know, 350000 a year doesn't mean that you have no margin. And in some sense, if, if you're only making, you know, 45000 or 50000 right now and you lose that and you had no margin and you lose that job, you can probably find another one of those. Right. But you fall from 350000 it's going to be a hard land. It's a lot harder to find, and, too. And so margin and money is essential because like it or not, money's a tool. It's a gift from God and it's a tool that we use to live life. And, and, and it's built into the scriptures. That's why he says a man won't work and need to let him eat. There's just principles in the scriptures that we should work and we should earn and we should save and we should study the, the way the creatures do things like the ant, right? And see how they, they, they do the things that they do. A stockpile up, save for the future. Yeah. And so it's important that we, that we get a handle on this because our dreams will always need to be funded for the most part. And so we want to make sure... That, that, that we have the resources to do that. Not that God won't provide those things, but good stewardship is often how he does that. We, yeah, as a lot of times it generally provides through you working and then <laughs> right. using some wisdom yeah. to save, to plan, to adapt. All right, so, so talk to us about so we money. Have to, we have to think differently. And, and while I'm not a, I don't buy into all that Dave Ramsey does, you know, I mean, I, but we have been, I've been through his courses and we have benefited from those things. I do like what he says. Live like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. And what he's saying is, man, if you live like you've just got it all and you want to have some standard of living, then you'll never get to that place of freedom financially because you don't. it's not a certain amount of money that you have to have to get to that place. It's, it's, it's about that give and take of standard of living, quality time kind of thing, I mean, quality of life kind of thing. So last week we talked about time. Money's different than time uh, because you can't borrow time, but you can borrow money, and that's what got a lot of people into trouble. Well, you can't go into debt with time either. Like, <laughs> that's you, what I mean, You get what right? you need, don't put your fit. Money, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so, like... So we can borrow it. Uh, you know, and, and if, if we're not careful, we will, we will indebt ourselves beyond our ability to recover. Uh, and at that point, you know, thank God for grace and bankruptcy. Uh, but, but sometimes you can end up there. And that's because you didn't realize this principle that though you can borrow money, you, better if you don't. And, and I, don't mean, I don't mean to be that in a scientific. There are reasons to leverage debt, but I'm, that's a whole other deal. Money's a huge issue in life. It's a huge issue in marriage. Um, it creates untold stress. There are five different areas that if you have trouble in marriage, 
It's going to come from one of these five areas. It's going to be money. It's going to be sex. It's going to be communication. It's going to be kids or it's going to be in-laws, right? I mean, it's going to be one of those issues. That pretty much is, yeah. And it's amazing to me how many people, we usually get people when they're at the end of their marriage and they're like, hey, somebody help us. And I'll say, well, look, here are the five areas. Which one is is, is bothering you? And they'll go, all of them, right? Uh, and, and while statistically it's been said, I don't agree with it, but that money is the number one issue people would say is why their marriage is in struggle. I believe it's communication, which spills over into money, but that's a whole other thing. The point of these these studies is that money's a crucial issue in, in marriage uh, because we, we always are going to blame somebody. It's always Tammy's fault that the money's not there. Why did you buy that? Why did you go to Walmart? Why did you write whatever that thing is? Uh, and these days it's even worse, man. Amazon, one touch and you got everything you want like almost tomorrow. Uh, sometimes today, if you live in the right area of, of town. Um, and so if we think of margin is the amount of available beyond what is necessary, I think that's what we all want. Who doesn't want that? I, I want that extra cushion. I want that $1,000 that, that Dave Ramsey says, get and hide behind the painting so you can't get to it, right? I, I want that kind of deal as a security thing it was one of the first valuable things that we did when we started going through that was just to save that that thousand dollars uh to be able to have it and for some some of you can probably save more than that and should but there's an emergency fund that he talks about that's margin and that's what that that's what that means uh without margin and how many times have you is it, have you had sleepless nights have you ever had one of those with money or is it now the only one doing that no, yeah, I mean, it's it's shocking how much money can dictate schedule, can dictate emotions, can dictate communication, relationships, stress, strife, mm-hmm. uh, can dictate identity, what, what you're thinking about yourself. It can dictate decision making. You know, it, it's a it's a big one. I think when you get the margin in this one, it makes a lot of the other things easier. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you know, because literally when you start thinking about money is one of those things that, again, like we talked about in the last episode, uh, it feels like the whole universe is conspiring against us. Once we let this money, we don't have margin in that area and we start looking at money, we believe that somehow everybody else has more than we do. We can't help but look at somebody else's lane, right? And so I'm, I'm so concerned that, well, Andy looks like he's doing better than me. What do I need to do? What's wrong? What's right? And we begin to start this comparing game and all of that. But more than anything, it's just sleepless nights and stressful nights and wondering how are you going to, how are you going to buy shoes for the kids? How are you going to get the medicine that, you know, your somebody needs in your family? All of those things begin to be a part of that. Family fights happen. The blame game happens. It's always somebody else's fault. And then because we can't figure a way out, we start medicating ourselves with our favorite medication, whether in the worst is probably going shopping, which is what a lot of people do when they're stressed out about money. More money. It's like, let's just go do that. And so I think we can establish the fact that if we have margin in, in our finances, life is going to be better. And we will, right. we will become, we will accomplish our purpose in a clearer path and way. There's so much good that happens if we just learn to manage and budget this money. And so while I'm not going to try and be a guru and give you a formula, I don't think we need one. Uh, but I, I will give you some principles. We're going to look at three of them today, and then Andy and I will have this conversation of, about them. But one is 
The first thing you have to do is decide you're going to create space, that you're going to do that. You are going to decide on a percentage of your income, not that you're going to spend, because that's what we like to do, create a budget and go, oh, man, I don't have any, I don't, I don't have saving room. Well, that's because you started in the wrong place, right? <laughs> create space. So I'm going to say, how much do I want to set aside? Now, in, in the church world, we call it a tithe or whatever, and I'm not one to get into that. I do know this, that when, when we're Christ followers, we have an obligation not just to work for ourselves. Uh, Paul tells us that we should put off the old man, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, be made new in the attitude of our mind, and put on the new self, which is created to be like God. And the one thing he says is, after a litany of things, he says this, let us uh, work with our hands, let, let him who steals, steal no longer, but labor with his hands, performing what is good, that he may have something to give to those who are in need. That principle says that when we are Christ followers and we are lining up with him, I'm not working just for me and my family. I'm working for me and my family and those that have less than I do so that I have a, I have a margin to pull to out of to give with somebody. And this is an important piece that I think we forget. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save because it's a biblical principle to, to at least save and prepare for the future. It's good stewardship. So decide what that is. You know, for some of you, maybe it's just 5% or whatever, you know, but, but pick it. Start there and just create space. So right here you're saying that what you want to do first is create the margin. Make that Because when, when people generally do a budget, they start with, okay, the house is this much, right. the car is this much, the gas is this yes, much, yes. The, you know, bills for the electric and for the power. I guess the electric is the power, but the gas, uh, the cable, the you start filling it. You know, you go, hey, these are all the expenses. Then that's the budget. And so what we're saying here is, no, 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 let's start the other way. That's right. Put the white space in. Yep. Like if you're envisioning like a page, put the white space around the margins. Mm -hmm. Okay, now come in. That's right. Now budget what's not in the margin. That's right. And that's how we have to. Create and, the buffer and first. And so we have to create space, which means we have to make decisions. And the first decision you should make is how much am I going to put aside for others and how much am I going to put aside for myself, right, to save and to give. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting, the word, I don't know why this came to me, but the word decide in the French literally is the word uh, to mean to kill. When we make a decision... To kill? Yes. When, That's so, pretty sharp. So what that means is when I decide something, I have killed off everything else. I know in Latin it means to cut. Right. Like and you've cut off all the other same options. Same thing. The French just took it to a broader extent. Yeah, they got... I mean, which is so weird because usually they're not the they're not the extremist in the violence. They're more right. the... Yeah, they're the passive, oh, hey, right? Yeah, they're they. You can come run over but, and take our land. But so that's what that means, though. So when you make a decision, you're killing other options off. Literally, that's what that means. And so... Let's just kill off all the... Cut other. off the margin. Right. Okay, that sounds better. I like kill, yeah. but cut off. Kill off the margin. <laughs> right. So we're going to cut the fat and have the margin. Drop a grenade on the margin. <laughs> Back in 2014, the advance began as a one-time event in Memphis, Tennessee. There were about 22, 23 men present, and we enjoyed the entire weekend. We learned a little bit about business, a lot about faith, and a whole lot about becoming better men. And I'll tell you this, it was a lot of fun. So much fun that months later, we did Advance 2.0, and then 3.0, and 4, and 5. Eventually, I was involved in 10 Advance events. They grew every time, and we continued developing the framework that is the what, how, why, who, you, uh, that 
fills the books and the planner and some of the other resources that are available for you today. Now, let me tell you this. After Advanced 10.0 in Minneapolis, I stepped back and took a break. I had some life changes and uh, moving from one chapter to a next that really necessitated me putting a big pause. But I always knew, always felt that at some point, we're going to move this thing forward and it will at that point be better than ever. Right now, we are building an incredible team of men who want to lock arms and move forward together with each other, who want to challenge each other in the same way that Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. And we've got the podcast, have some books, have a planner, some other online tools, but we are about to unleash the live events once again. Now, we're not ready to tell you when and where and all of the details. We're still in the planning process, but I will tell you this. If you want to be among the first to know when we announce the time and place so that you can reserve your ticket early on, I would encourage you to follow the link in the show notes below to the Advanced Live wait list. That's it. Join it and we will let you know first when we release the tickets. Thanks again. I'll see you at the next, yep, we're doing it, live event. Uh, breathing room is the deal so that I have space to give to others. I have space for emergencies, right? I mean, I remember what it was like when one of my cars broke down. It's like, well, it's just going to sit there because I, I just, we didn't have any money, you know, and if it wasn't for somebody to come along to help us out, thank God for their generosity and their margin, we, we would have been stranded because for the lot of our life, we were one car family because we were had chosen to live without yeah. two income. And so it was that kind of way. Uh, you know, my, my father-in-law taught me some incredible things about this that's been very helpful. He was a policeman and uh, had five kids. And so, but when he passed away, uh, man, he had an enormous amount of, of savings and policies. And this is not a power income. No, He's a that's policeman. what I'm saying. He's a policeman. So, he, and he didn't, he, that's what he did. Their vacations were tent camping. You yeah. Know? I mean, that was what they did. And, but yet what I realized was that he just, and he always, he, he would make this statement. If you take care of the pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. I remember him telling me that since I was 20 years old. If you take care of the pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. And so he just said, watch your money. Watch the little things. It's the little things that will get you. But that man had great margin. And he uh, was great in generosity. He, when he, he didn't come to Christ until after he had married my mother-in-law. And when he got saved... He just said, we're going to start giving 10%. You know, and I, I mean, I realize that's kind of an Old Testament thing. And I wonder if people think about tithing. But I'm just saying he was, he was a legalist when it came to that. And he will say, that's the reason I have what I have. And so I think the principle of generosity is an eternal principle of just in this life of generosity. But So that's the first thing that we ought to do is create space. Am I right? Space, yeah. I mean, I mean and you want to – we're starting with the margin. So that's yes. what we've said with all of these, you know, back to the first, we did the intro. You're starting with the margin to, because we have that whole, those three points from the first one. When you've got margin, stress goes down. And when there is no margin, stress goes up. Mm -hmm. That was the first point from the first yep. episode yep. on yep. margins. So that directly applies to finances. Uh, when margin decreases, focus is lost. 
because you're just looking in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that was point number two. Point number three was you you lose relationship because you can only think about yourself. Right. Well, I mean, you start applying all, all those to it. money. Yeah. If you don't have the margin, like all three of those that we said in the intro, they all automatically apply. Okay. Yep. So second observation about yeah. So once we've created the, money, the space. You'll figure out the rest. That, that's the point. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but once you've created space, you'll figure out what to do with that. Well, people do. If, if half of your income was gone tomorrow, right. you'd figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it, w- it would be hard, right. but you'd be... So you could self-impose the margin is what right. we're getting at. Yeah, yeah. But so, so just for me and my perspective, um, you know, I, I had a goal. I wanted to go part-time at a, at a company that I was working with because I wanted time. So to go part-time meant my income would also go part-time. And so one of the things we did was I chose to drive, I drive an older car that's paid for in really good shape. Now, that works for us. That lets me go see, I decided an older car gave me time with my kids. That was an easy trade for me. And so if people will start thinking, and this leads into the second point, we should value quality of life over standard of living. Standard of living would demand that, well, I got to have a new car because everybody else has a new car. Everybody has a car payment. It's just that's just the way it is. I'll lease it or I'll whatever. And I'm just going to build that into my budget. Yeah, and if everybody's jumping off a cliff, I'd go right with them. That's <laughs> right. Did your mom ever ask you that? <laughs> yeah, right. So, so what happens is though, and, and these are some principles I think are worth talking about. Quality of life is not determined by your standard of living because we think it is. Always we do. You can get a credit card and raise your standard of living. You didn't do anything to your quality of life. Probably diminished it. Well, because well, now you've got less margin in your schedule because you got to work to pay that thing exactly. off. Your stress just went up. Yep. Okay, so but it, say that again. So you can raise your standard of living, and at the same time, your quality of life kill your down. quality of life. Yeah, right. I mean, how many people do you know that do that? Now they got it, they got it all, and they're worn out. Their marriage is in, in shambles. Uh, their finances are a wreck. And they have no time to even do anything. But their standard of living... Ain't got time to pay attention. No, but their standard of living is up there as their envy of everybody. But their quality of life is, is it in, it's the, in the toilet. Yeah, thank you. And so that's what we want to avoid. We know what else is in the toilet. <laughs> Stop. It's full of <laughs> Lowering water. Your, but if we lower our standard of living, we potentially could raise our quality of life. Which is exactly what I'm, I'm telling you. I did this. I've gone part-time, but it it had that invert effect of giving me a better quality of life. I have Fridays now to write, to do the things I want to do. I have the weekend uh, to be able to travel and see my kids. I've got time. Well, you think about the perspective of what that did. Is, uh, so you, you, you basically, by what we're talking about, lowering your standard of living, you just didn't go acquire five or $600 car payment. Right. Or take that money out of, out of savings, which you could have done. Right. But that, like that's what we're talking about on the standard of living. So you think about the stuff that we equate with being such a better life. Right. Generally, like it's not really – it's more like we have an emotional attachment to certain things. I think so. Emotional attachment to, a, oh, it's a new car or an emotional attachment to a, you know, whatever, flat right. screen TV or a, you know, pair of shoes or a, a you know. Yep. It's like – does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so for us, my margin was I wanted time. So I traded dollars for time. 
That's which exactly the most, it works the other way too. Right, that's right. why people pay you to work. That's they're right. trading your time for their. That, that's right. Yeah. And so we built margin. And, and to be fair, uh, we're debt free, but we worked hard to get there. But I own my house, and it's a nice house. And, and it's easier to do when you're in your sixties. It's a little I mean, part of the mistake. What, Absolutely. Just to say, it's like I was over here. One of my friends when I built that tiny house. Yeah. From savings, he's over here moving the dirt for me. TJ. Right. Yeah, and he's he drive bulldozer. I mean, you know, right? He turn it on a dime and all this. And so at some point we're talking, and he's just airing some frustration about like life, and you know, his wife was finishing nursing school, and they're fixing to move, and you know, he's selling a truck and all this that he loved, and he's thinking, man, I thought I'd be in a different place. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, man, you're you're in your thirties, yeah, and you're comparing your situation to people that are in their 40s and 50s and 60s right. and that's not yeah right no that's not accurate in the season and and that's like what you're you're way ahead but that's what was. got a lot of people into trouble i'm old enough to know what it was like when you went into your friend's parents house and they didn't have any furniture in the living room because they had the house but couldn't afford the furniture and they're and not going to finance it no yeah but now today you the kids, our generation and the generation behind me wants to live just like their parents do at 30 instead of 60. And so you're right. There is that difference. I, look, I know what it was like to have three kids in college. At one time, it was a great idea to have three kids early in life, thinking it would be great young empty nesters until we weren't because we had Jackson. But plus that, when they get to college, they all have, they're all have they all in college. Yeah, and so they all yeah, won't need you talk expensive about it. Stuff. Not even knowing what debt looked like, just wait to because we didn't we didn't take out student loans. We were we're you know going to do this thing. So that's that's how things happen. So so for us, just to to be clear on this on this deal, we we you know full disclosure kind of thing. You know we we did we are we were out of debt, and so that helps. And we have six months worth of income in the bank, right? So, but and I don't, I'm not saying that in any way to to, to you know I just want it to be clear. But it can still be done on not a lot of income that you can shrink things down uh, from the standard of living to a quality of life. Okay, so point number one was to create the margin in your finances first mm -hmm. and then budget from there. Yep. Number two was quality of life over standard of living. That's right. They're not the same thing. That's right. What's number three? It's about wisdom, not wealth. And this is a biblical principle. This is one of those potentially aha moments that, that we can have. Because um, I, I know a lot of people who, have, who uh, people have a lot and they're still broke. Um, they have a lot of money. Yeah, just they a have lot a lot of stuff. of stuff, but they're still just broke. Uh, there's a proverb, Proverbs twenty one twenty. It says this: "There's precious treasure and oil in the home of the wise, but the foolish person swallows it up." It didn't say there's precious treasure and oil in the home of the wealthy. It, it, it's, it's the wise. If we really kind of extrapolate and, and drill down on that wisdom is the better way to wealth it, it's not about just wealthy wisdom is what gets you that quality of life and that standard of living so we just have to be wise in how we use our money that's the issue and so when i say it's it's about wisdom not wealth that's what i'm that's what i want us to to think about let's just be wise in how we spend our money just think a little bit uh, I mean, you know, it, it's so easy in this in this time to to say, oh, my car's got this going on, it's got that going on. You know, it's old. I just probably ought to get a new car. If you just, you could spend a thousand dollars 
and fix that car. I know nobody wants to hear this, but I'm the old guy that's going to rant. You could spend $1,000 and fix that car up and then have money. Or you can go, okay, I'll just get rid of that and go get another, you know, a new vehicle. And now I'm going to have that much more debt. You're, you're not going forward in that sense. It feels like it because you got a new car. But it's a, it's, in some sense, it's a mirage because you've traded margin for that vehicle. Now, some of, some of you people listening, you probably got all the money you need. Maybe you have the margin. I'm just saying the majority of the world, $200 away from bankruptcy. A monthly income. I mean, like, they're just that, that, close. that close. Right, it's $200. People staying above water and not. And, and, and the, more, the more credit we have, the worse that is. So we're all living that sham. I'm just telling you that's not a way to sustain life. Let's, let's, get, let's get our debt under control. Let's have some breathing room in that sense so we can enjoy life and not worry about it. You go to Disney World, you're going to spend $12,000, and most people are doing that. And they're, they're sweating. The whole, they're not enjoying anything. Every time they, they see a kid, it's just so like, ching, ching, ching. I mean, that's all they, yeah. And I'm like, man, that's no fun. I want to be able to pay cash when I go somewhere like that. I don't want right. to leverage that stuff. So these, this is why wisdom matters, that, that we learn how to be wise with this stuff. Well, then it just circles back to the, okay, create space. Mm-hmm. Instead of leveraging it all out, choose quality of life over the standard of living. Keep being wise. Yep. Yeah, creating space, quality of life, not standard of living. I like that one. That's a great observation. Yeah, I think um, there's one verse I'm gonna I'll leave everybody with. It's Proverbs 11:25. It's actually kind of a, a verse that meant a lot to me in a time when I was at a place where I didn't have anything. And and there was one I was I can tell you where I was. I was sitting on that rock that I think I mentioned last episode at Dead Dog Trail. And it the, Proverbs 11:25. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. That's kind of a there's a selfish thought in that verse, but it's powerful at the same time. If I focus on you and I seek to be a refreshment to you, I will find refreshment myself. That's a biblical principle that God says. And so I think in terms of, of, of money and all of that, if I have that margin to be a refresher to others, there is a biblical principle that you when you sow, you reap, and you always reap more than you sow. Right. And so... We can act like that's all some sort of health and wealth scheme, but it's a biblical principle, and I think it's important that we understand that, that we should we should create a budget with margin so that we can have stuff in the future, we can help others, and in the refreshing of others, God's, God's always going to give us uh, more than we give, always, and that's just a biblical principle. And that's margin uh, in the area of money. Hey friends, wanted to take a short break from the podcast just to invite you to download the advanced audiobook absolutely free. The link is down below in the show notes. Here's what it's going to do. It is going to help you define your dreams and navigate from where you are to where you're designed to be over five different chapters, five different points of the advanced frameworks. You're going to walk through the what. That's the idea in your head. And then you're going to learn about number two, the how, that is the implementation of the idea that now you do in your hands. You're gonna learn about the why, which is the inspiration, the drive, the heart behind this. We're gonna talk about the who that you do this with, that's the interdependence. And then finally, you've got to work on you. 
individuality. All of this flows from you. What you're experiencing in your life around you and with the people that are in your circle, it is an overflow of what's going on inside you. You've got to learn to live from the inside out. Now, that audiobook is absolutely free. As well, there are some worksheets and some other tools that you can download that will help you put into practice everything that you're learning. Take advantage of the audiobook. The link is down below in the show notes.